have some fun. Oh, man, can't you smell it? Christmas is in the air. Christmas is in the air. And, well, I have to make a confession tonight. Right off the bat, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a great show. We got Brandon Darby coming up an hour and a half from now. We haven't had Brandon on in a while. He always has the dirt on the cartels and the border stuff, and that's always fun. We have a ton of... Joe Biden yelling tonight, Joe Biden threatening. We have Dome talking about coronavirus being nobody's fault. Jen Psaki being a spicy ginger like she normally is. And we're going to have a blast tonight. I'm going to do kind of a an email roundup because I have a gigantic stack that I haven't got to. So I'm going to try to churn through a bunch of those. It's going to be a ton of fun on the Jesse Kelly show. Oh, and of course, we're going to make fun of Bill de Blasio. Because who doesn't like making fun of Bill de Blasio? But I have to I have to confess something. You may notice my voice doesn't sound that great. And I, because I'm a bad person, remember, I don't have a, a moral compass per se. I'm a narcissist and a sociopath, just a terrible human being. I, I don't want to tell you the reason why, and I considered lying about it. Full stop. Just full stop being honest. Well, here's, here's the deal. Chris is raising his hands. Allow me to explain. About once a year, every now and then, something will come blowing in down through Houston, Texas, where I live. Something will come blowing in, and I'll wake up the next day with just terrible allergies. I'm just nose stuffed up through eyes, itching and watering. I'm the worst allergies. It's the congestion. It's, it's almost like it's a cold or something like that, but it's really, really bad. It's really, really bad. But I don't want to be the guy who comes out and tells people, sorry, my allergies are bugging me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. So I thought about, I seriously considered it right before the show. I thought about telling you I'm hungover. Oh, I'm sorry. We went out and we were hammering the gym beam last night, but I'm not. I didn't have a drop. I went to bed on time. I just happened to sound like I smoked a pack of Marlboro Reds at the moment last. So there, now I'm the guy. And I know because you're mean to me, even though I'm a nice person, I'm going to get crucified for that. But yes, I have allergies today. Okay. I'm already that person. I have allergies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's let's get focused here. There's a lot of important things going on in the world. Mainly the president of the United States of America, um he's yelling at us and I I'm not sure why. Don't come and maybe die. Not only do you put the kids life at stake. You strip away all the dignity of a parent looking at their child. I'm not joking about this. Imagine being a parent looking at a child and you can't afford, you have no house to borrow against, you have no savings, it's wrong. Yes, I'm having difficulty controlling the volume of my voice! <laughs> what? What's he talking about? It's, uh, here's, here's what's going on nationally. All right, on a national level, here's what's what we're in the middle of right now, and I have all kinds of audio I'm going to be playing for you. Here's what we're in the middle of. The Biden administration is nosediving. And Build Back Better has failed. We talked about that a little bit last night. Let's let's address this again right now. Build Back Better was the Joe Biden legislative agenda, all packaged 
into one bill. And here's how it works for presidents, okay? It works different on a state level. You know, uh, 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 Kathy Hochul's doing something different. She, she operates different. The state government operates different. On a national level, this is how it works when presidents get elected. You have a honeymoon phase. You have what's called, they call it political capital right after you get elected. You're the newly elected president. And as the newly elected president, you are the leader of the free world. You're the bell of the ball. We got a new king. I know we don't want to think about him that way, but that's kind of how people perceive them. There's new royalty at the top. And because you're the bell of the ball, well, who doesn't want to get next to the hot chick at the ball? Everyone loves the dime in a beautiful dress at the ball. So the president has the political capital of being president. Congressmen, they want a phone call from the president. They want an opportunity to support the president and show how loyal they are. Senators want an opportunity to support the president and prove how loyal they are. I'm with you, Joe. That's what they want. That's what they really want. The problem for Joe Biden was, well, Joe Biden sucks. Joe Biden is a half-functional adult. He's a half-functional adult, so it was left up to the people he surrounded himself with to govern the nation. That's fine, except he surrounded himself with a bunch of full-blown communists who hate America, and they've done nothing but destroy this place every single day in office. That made Joe not only unpopular policy-wise, that made Joe... Look tone deaf. It makes him look tone deaf. I mean, these people, uh, these people, when they're asked questions, when they're asked questions, they don't answer in a way that even pretends like they give a crap what you're going through. You know, a couple weeks ago, you stood here at the podium when there was a discussion about uh, sending a test to people's homes. And you said, should we just send them to every American? Um, as you've reflected on the change in Omicron here, uh, have you reflected on your tone in that answer? Well, well, Jeff, I would say there's not a day that goes by that I don't uh, leave this podium and wish I would have said something with greater context or a more precision or additional information. And uh, that day there was a lot of good questioning on testing. And uh, during that briefing, I conveyed a lot of information about our expansion of testing, about the 50 million tests that we were making available, about the 20,000 free testing sites. And should I have included that additional context again in that answer? Yes. Going back, I wish I would have done that. They can't address the tone. That's why he asked the question. The tone is always off. So not only are you unpopular policy-wise, but you're rude about it. It would be like having a new boss take over. Let's say he takes over some big company, Starbucks. There's a new CEO at Starbucks, and he immediately starts putting in all these company-wide policies that suck. And they're looking at the profits, and the profits are going down, and everyone's bad about it, but there's a double whammy. He's also a huge jerk. He treats everyone like crap. He treats the board like crap, treats the secretary like crap, everyone he can. That double whammy, well, it's really not good when you're a politician. So what's this have to do with Build Back Better? What should have been passed took too long. As Joe Biden got less and less popular, it gave it less and less of a chance to actually pass. So by the time they needed it to pass, they have to get that thing passed now. Well, now he's not the bell of the ball anymore. 
Now he's got a big pimple on his nose. Got a boogie hanging out of his nose. Now he's a jerk. He's a jerk. He's tone deaf with unpopular policies. That means this sitting congressman, this senator, they don't have to suck up to him anymore because he's no longer the bell of the ball. That and the fact they can't ever turn it off. I mean, you know, I've played for you a bunch. In fact, I'll play it for you again in in about five minutes from now. I've played you that Bill de Blasio clip a lot of Bill de Blasio saying, hey, uh, you want to enjoy your life. If you want a paycheck, you better do what I say. I've been playing that a lot. And you hear that and you think, that's so out of line. He's destroying New York. And I hear that and I say the same thing. Where do these people get off? How do they talk? Why would they think they can talk to us in that way? But here's what's wild. Bill de Blasio, not that I ever want to defend that stupid oaf. You know, he's my, he's my least favorite person in America. He can't help it. The communists can't turn it off. They might have still been able to pass Build Back Better if they had just not treated Joe Manchin like crap. Do you remember what they did to Joe Manchin? He lives in a houseboat in the Washington, D.C. area. They sent kayakers up to his houseboat to scream at him so he can't sleep at night. And then he goes to the White House, and they're getting ready to put out a letter, and they're going to name him in the letter, and he says, please don't name me in that letter as being the problem. I'm getting harassed, and so is my family. My family's being abused. And the White House said, nope, we're naming you. Up yours. They can't turn it off. They can't turn it off. They can't redirect. So not only do all the policies suck, well, the tone sucks too. You're the CEO driving profits down and saying inappropriate things to your secretary. It ain't going to last. And let's put a smile on our faces, huh? This is something to feel good about. Talk about being grateful for things. Let's be grateful that the Biden $3 trillion Build Back Better bill went down the tubes. Life's all right. So I'm going to play this Bill de Blasio clip for you here in a second. And we have a casualty in this country that has broken my heart. I'll explain what that casualty is in just a moment. But first, you know you spend a third of your life in bed. Isn't that a wild stat? A third of your life is spent in bed asleep. Why don't you already have a MyPillow? Why don't friends and family members of yours already have a MyPillow? Don't sleep on a junky pillow. I've told you this story before. My wife was a gymnast for years, an elite-level gymnast, and her neck was so messed up that it would just seize up on her. She wouldn't be able to turn her head for days. This happened years ago, back when I was selling RVs. We kept hearing about MyPillow, this, and MyPillow, that, and we got her a MyPillow. She's not had a neck problem since. The original MyPillow was $69.98. That's what I paid back in the day. Right now... If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, it's $19.98. $19.98. Maybe you're in your car, though. You can call 800-845-0544. Use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I think the Metallica's a little dark, don't you, Chris? It's a little dark. Let's not forget, I'm suffering with allergies right now. 
God, it's so embarrassing to even say. I'll get to DeBlasio in a second. Like I said, I'm going to try to do a gigantic email dump tonight because I've been negligent because uh, I'm irresponsible and rude. But remember, you email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I will read it. I'm never going to respond. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them off for me. I read them. But you email the show, I'll read it. Speaking of which, don't forget. Get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in now because there's no Friday live show with me. We're going to have to do an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday this week. Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday before I go off and celebrate the birth of Jesus, Chris. Let's get to some emails. Jesse, I was talking to my grandson the other day, and he told me that it's not unusual to see guys in dresses at his college, UNLV. I just can't believe how normalized this stuff has gotten so quickly said I can use her name, says I'm grateful for you. Her name is Michelle. Look, I'll never forget there was a poll that came out. I forget who did it, so I'm not going to give him any credit for it because I'm doing this off the top of my head. There was a poll that came out where they tested or they, they did a massive study on what percentage of the American population is gay, what percentage of the American population do people think is gay. And I think the number was 1% was gay. The American people thought 25% of the population is gay. Because it's in everything now. It's in, it's in absolutely everything. It's in every commercial. It's in every movie. It's in, it's in everything now. I've heard this before from young people, especially young people who just got out of college. They say it's just something people do because it's, it's an in thing now. It's just something people do. Which the world, the world has changed so fast, has it not? I mean, the world has changed so fast. I understand. Look, I certainly understand the panic out there over it. It seems like it was overnight, boom, and all this stuff happened. Chris, speaking of the world changing fast, would you do me a favor and play that Bill de Blasio clip again? I just cannot wrap my mind around how quickly the politicians in this country got comfortable speaking to us like this. People want to lead their lives. I mean, the hard thing, you know, I feel it here in New York City. By the way, I'm from Philadelphia, so it's not like I I live in a rural area, Um, but I feel it in every block that I walk in New York City. But if I were in the middle part of the country with you, I don't think we'd see masks. I don't think we'd be showing our Vax cards anywhere. So I come back to that point where unless everybody's on the same page in the country, we're kind of screwed. And you know how you get on the same page? People have to lead. So, look, I believe with enough leadership, enough mandates, we're going to get a hell of a lot more people vaccinated. The more people vaccinated, the more we actually make the transition to a time when COVID is in the background, not the foreground. And we know these mandates work and we know people respond. Look, human beings are pretty predictable. If you say your paycheck depends on it or your ability to enjoy life and go do the things you want to do, people will make the practical decision overwhelmingly and they'll go get vaccinated. But we aren't pushing hard enough. We got to go farther. Oh, they're going further. Lightfoot in Chicago just announced unvaccinated, can't go to restaurants, can't go to bars. They're so comfortable now threatening us. And it seems like that just happened. I mean, the way Joe Biden speaks to people, again, I listen to this. This is not the way the president of the United States of America should speak to the American public. He's elected to lead. He's elected to be a servant of the people. This is how the president is now comfortable speaking. Please get vaccinated. It's the only responsible thing to do. Those who are not vaccinated are causing hospitals to overrun, become overrun again. I just spoke to the governor of New York. Every COVID-19 hospital means someone 
with a heart attack, cancer, or other serious illness may not get that bed and that life-saving care they need in the hospital. Okay. That's not how you should be spoken to by anyone in this country, and they're all completely comfortable speaking to you this way. Dear sunroof-loving, flip-flop-wearing pink flower. That's not nice. I listen to you the day I listen to you the day after you do your show. That, by the way, a lot of people do that. Uh, if you want to listen to the show podcasted, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes if you're one of those, you know, listen whenever you want type people. Thanks for filling my morning with the sweet, sultry sounds of your voice. I do have a sweet voice. Chris, I feel like the allergies I'm really, really struggling with right now, I feel like the allergies actually make my voice even sultrier. If I had, if I was asked about me, that's what I would say. Anyway, the likes of which ring through the air like the strings of a harp, giving a glimpse into another place at a time sweeter than our own. What, Chris? <laughs> In all seriousness, I'm thankful for my baby boy. He's my first, and fatherhood is something I have long awaited and looked forward to. So excited to have my own little buddy to raise into a stern anti-communist. Says I can read his name. His name is John. I will tell you, fellas, I know I know the norm out there, especially when you're younger, is to act like being a dad or getting tied down with fatherhood is some burden. Trust me when I tell you it's the greatest thing ever. It is the greatest thing ever, and the second you hold that baby in your arms, the first time you will know it is the greatest thing ever. And listen, guys, if you're a new father, I'm sure you love your baby. I know you do. But you also, if you're being honest with yourself, have to acknowledge it's pretty lame right now. It just lays there, and it poops, and it eats, and that's all it does. That's fine. That's more early, early childhood. Like, that's more of a woman's time. But your kids only get cooler as they get older. I'm taking mine fishing again here in a couple weeks. We're going down and going to try to catch some red snapper down here, and that's fun. You watch your son get a fish on the end of the line and try to reel it in, that's fun. So don't worry. That little kind of worthless baby stage doesn't last forever. What, Chris? It's not off- Is that offensive? It's fine. It's been a hard year for us. Personally, I lost my cousin to suicide in September. He was a Marine like you, joined right before 9-11. He fought in the second battle of Fallujah, 0405. He never said much about it, but I know he struggled with PTSD, particularly when he first got back. Toughest person I've ever known. I will always be proud of him. Rest in peace, Sergeant Shannon Dolan, USMC. Rest in peace, Sergeant Shannon. But listen to me, fellas. I have been there. You know I have been there. I know what you're going through. There are a million resources out there if you're struggling. A million of them reach out. There are great veterans organizations out there now helping people with guys who do understand what you've seen and gone through. All right? Your life is precious. All right. We have, well, Dr. Fauci saying something that I was saying for a long time. Hang on. Kelly show and oh gosh, Eric Adams names five women to top city hall posts. Look, I don't care about this as long as they're the most qualified people for the job. But this, this, it's endless. 
It's, and obviously, I'm not just picking on Eric Adams. It's Joe Biden. It's the whole country. Look at all the women. How we named women here. We are not suffering from a shortage of women. We're suffering from a shortage of people with talent. We're suffering from a shortage of people who are willing to speak the truth. I hate to say this because and I'm going to get back to the emails and stuff like that, but I got I to talk about a couple things here. I hate to say things like the death of truth because it sounds like such an over-the-top stupid thing to say. Right? It's a, so melodramatic. We're living in the era where it's the death of truth, right? It's too much. But first, Joe Biden got up today and Joe Biden said this. Look, the unvaccinated are responsible for their own choices. But those choices have been fueled by dangerous misinformation on cable TV and social media. You know, these companies and personalities are making money by peddling lies and allowing misinformation that can kill their own customers and their own supporters. It's wrong. It's immoral. I call on the purveyors of these lies and misinformation to stop it. Stop it now. Did you know it's immoral and wrong to spread lies about coronavirus? Did you know that it is? And you know what? I actually agree with him about this. I think it is immoral and wrong to spread lies about coronavirus. So I think Joe Biden should have a long conversation with this guy about lies. Vaccinated people. And again, to folks who are not vaccinated, you might think you're putting only yourself at risk. But it's your choice. Your choice is not just a choice about you. It affects other people. You're putting other people at risk. Why? How could an unvaccinated person put other people at risk? I've asked it before. I'll ask it again. If you took the vaccine because you believe the vaccine protects you from coronavirus, fine. Again, no, no issue with that. You make your own choices. Why do you need protection from me? Why is your vaccine, why is it dependent on what I do? What he just said there is a lie. Is Joe Biden, is he questioning the effectiveness of the vaccine? I mean, that's, Chris, am I wrong? That's dangerous misinformation he's spreading, right? Oh, please continue, Chris. You're putting other people at risk. Your loved ones, your friends, neighbors, strangers you run into. And your choice can be the difference between life or death. The longer the virus is around, the more likely variants form. It may be deadlier than the ones that have come before. Pause. Omicron is the least deadly variant we have so far. There is all kinds of scientific evidence out there right now that oftentimes the variants get weaker over time. I'm not saying that. I'm not one of these disease experts, but there are very, very smart people who say that. Omicron is the least deadly variant there has ever been. There has been one death from Omicron. One Fully vaccinated and boosted, by the way. One death. It's not getting more deadly over time. Remember, the South African doctor who discovered it went on camera and said, I don't understand why everyone's freaking out. It's similar to a mild cold. Anyway, Chris, continue. Please get vaccinated. It's the only responsible thing to do. Those who are not vaccinated are causing hospitals to overrun, become overrun again. Hospitals are not overrun. They're not. 
The only problems hospitals are having in the United States of America is staff shortage. Why is there a staff shortage? I don't know. You just fired a bunch of healthcare workers because they didn't get vaccinated. Now you have a staff shortage. Now the hospitals are overwhelmed. Gee, the communist created a disaster so he could then sell you the cure for said disaster. I swear, I mean, I'm not much of a history buff, as you know, but I almost feel like I've seen this before. Huh, that's odd. Continue. I just spoke to the governor of New York. Every COVID-19 hospital means someone with a heart attack, cancer, or other serious illness may not get that bed and that life-saving care they need in the hospital. Boy, you know what would really help people with cancer? And I look, I understand I'm not a doctor. I only have some community college credits here. But, but you know what really would help people with cancer? Early detection. Cancer screenings. Guess what we stopped doing as soon as coronavirus got here? Screenings. Early detection. Oh, yeah. No, I, I believe 100% we are about to have a very sad uptick in cancer and heart disease and all kinds of things in this country It's because of what we did in response to coronavirus. And now these people, that's enough, Joe Biden. Now these people have the guts to go on television and say things like this. If you look at the different phases of an outbreak from the bottom up, we're never going to eradicate this. We've only eradicated one virus and that's smallpox. Elimination may be too aspirational. Oh, so we're going to have to live with the virus? Wow, that there was a really, really smart guy right when coronavirus got here. I'm trying to think of his name. And he said, while everyone was panicking, and he said, don't shut down the economy. He said, it's a virus. You're not going to kill it. It's going to be something that's going to work its way through society, and everyone's going to have to learn to live with it. What was his name? Me. I was the one who said it. And now everyone's out there saying it after you just carpet bomb the country for two years. And they're, they're not slowing down. Boston just elected a communist. Her name's Michelle Wu. Kind of hot, by the way. We're not going into that right now, Chris. They just elected a communist named Michelle Wu. I mean, this is happening in New York, obviously, as you know. This is happening now in Chicago. This is happening now in cities like Boston. They're turning our great cities into hell holes. Today we're announcing that Boston will be implementing a requirement for proof of COVID-19 vaccination for certain indoor spaces, which we're calling our Be Together initiative. Be Together will require proof of vaccination, first, indoor dining, including bars and restaurants, secondly, indoor fitness venues, such as gyms, and third, indoor entertainment, recreational, and event venues, such as theater shows or sports games. Starting January 15th, Customers or patrons ages 12 and up and employees at these locations will be required to show proof that they've released, received at least one dose of the vaccine. We've and heard enough out of her stupid commie mouth. City after city, great American city after great American city, as you well know, going down the toilet all over coronavirus. It's madness. All right. Yo, Jesse. After a long weekend with old Jesse, he said lessons from history. Remember all those lessons from history I've done? They're all on iTunes. You got to go scrolling, but they're all on iTunes, and they're called lessons from history. You can't miss them. It's dang good to hear you again. When is the new history with a Jesse Kelly coming back? In my mind, it is not like you to let some general contractor sandbag you on the date of the new studio. America needs that sucker done now. 
Monday's show was amazing as usual. I wish I could tell you how much we love it when you torch these rotten commies. Feed it to them, brother. Says I can say his name. His wife will hate it. His name is Dan. Uh, we just got an update today. What are they saying, Chris? February? Mid-February? Mid, Mid-February? Okay, they're saying mid-February the new studio will be done. So that probably means July. I mean, you know, everyone knows how this works. Everybody knows how this works. They give you these dates, and then especially now with all the supply chain problems, they never hit them. It's not the contractor's fault. Actually, Chris is all over it, and all the corporate types, they're dealing with all the contracts. I don't deal with any of that crap, but they're all over it. You can't get the parts in. That's the problem now. But And when that studio gets here, your history lessons come back. All right. We're not done yet. I still have a lot more to get to tonight. We're going to talk more about what are you grateful for. 877-377-4373. Call and tell me what you're grateful for and why. You know what I'm grateful for? Gold from Oxford Gold Group because I actually get to hold it in my hands. I don't have a piece of paper telling me that I own some gold. I don't have an email. You got some gold. Just trust us. Yeah, I'm worried about inflation. I'm worried about hyperinflation just like you. Same thing. But I at least am safe in the knowledge that if they totally destroy the value of the dollar and they sure seem intent on doing it, I will always have value because I called Oxford Gold Group and they sent gold to my front door. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Remember, as the dollar continues to nosedive, that gold is only going to get more and more valuable. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I love Christmas season, Chris. I love Christmas season, except here's the problem. The wife... Loves those stupid Hallmark Christmas movies. Okay, no, 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 look, I'm actually not dogging on her for that. It's a woman thing. The cheesy, stupid Hallmark Christmas movies, she loves them. That wouldn't normally be a problem. Sure, honey, go watch your Christmas movies. I'm going to stay out here and clean my guns or something like that. The problem isn't even that she's asking that I watch them with her. She knows better. She, she wouldn't even want me there because I'd end up ruining it for her by laughing at all the ridiculousness. None of this is the problem. Here's the problem. She's watching these movies, and she's getting ideas for new Christmas stuff we need in the house. Do you know how many Christmas trees we have in our home right now, Chris? Uh, you probably have one. All right, well, not you, Chris. You probably don't have any. You have whatever that thing is you people do for Hanukkah. But most people have one. We have three. We have three Christmas trees now in the home, and she's discussing giving another one. Oh, you asked if they're big? Yeah, they're all over six feet. I don't mean we have a couple mini trees. We have three Christmas trees in the home. It looks like Sherwood Forest in my house. I have no idea why we need multiple Christmas trees. And now, I, I, I kid you not, on my life, there are different themes. She, oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. I know. It, my entire house now looks like a Christmas catalog. And I love Christmas. I'm not a Christmas hater. But she doesn't watch these movies for the entertainment value. She watches it to get design ideas. I'm flat, broken, busted. I need to start a GoFundMe or something like that for myself. Jesse, I'm grateful for quiet times by the fire, my beautiful wife, 
Dog and cats. Thanks. Remember, what are you grateful for and why? 877-377-4373. Thank you so much for reading the Joe E. Mann story on your show today. It brought tears to my eyes hearing you read it. Good. In case you missed it, last night we did a Medal of Honor Monday. It was an emailed recommendation from somebody. And just they are they are powerful. I'll be honest, when when we started doing Medal of Honor Monday, which is very early on, I don't remember where we even started that, Chris. It was just something we thought was the right thing to do. And you know, we don't do anything because it's the right thing to do. It's just something we we thought it was important. We thought it was important. I didn't honestly think it would be that big of a deal. I, I didn't think it would be anything. But I'll tell you, we get so many emails on ways that that touches people. And here's what's so wild. Those citations are all out there. They're all free. They're available for anyone. We just don't talk enough about those people. We kind of forget. And I'm just as guilty as we forget. I read them every single Monday. And still, every single Monday when I read one, I think, man, I've never heard of this person. Man, this this person is a lion. This human being should be, they should have statues of this guy up somewhere. And yet, I've never heard of them. I think it is extremely, extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. Mary everything. Students say Christmas promotes Christian privilege and call for a more inclusive holiday. All right. Let's get offensive here for a second because you know that's really my forte. Stepping on toes here. We should say Merry Christmas often. It's part of America's holiday tradition. Doesn't mean you have to be a Christian. Saying Merry Christmas is part of America's holiday tradition. And I know it's not a big deal in a vacuum that we've somehow moved on from that, but it is a big deal when you add it all together, watching them chop away at our culture all the time. There's no need to do that. The country was founded by Christians. Okay, that's fine. Most nations have a religion. Saudi Arabia has one. Israel has one. China has one, even though it's called communism. Countries have religions. Countries have always had religions. That's not a bad thing. Religions are what a country bases its laws off of. It's what you base your cultural values off of, what that religion really incentivizes or disincentivizes. Christianity was what America was founded on. Merry Christmas, the celebration of Jesus. Doesn't mean you have to believe in it. Believe whatever you want to believe. That's something you should say because it's part of our tradition as a nation. And don't think for one second it's an accident They've relentlessly assaulted that. Now, let let me also say this, though. You don't have to be the guy who turns and yells at the store clerk when they say happy holidays. Merry Christmas, scumbag. You don't want to be that guy. That's just what they're told to say. All right. It's not the end of the world. But you're allowed to tell people Merry Christmas. You're allowed to tell your Jewish friends Happy Hanukkah. That's part of the culture. That's the celebration. We had one of the weird candle things in here during Hanukkah. What's that thing called, Chris? Menorah? Why did I say it was a, a dreidel? What's a dreidel, Chris? The dreidel's the top of so it, so So it was a dreidel. Oh, the dreidel's a spitting top. Like the game you used to play as a kid. Oh, oh, I did not know that. It's a Jewish top spinner. What? Is that not? Is that oversimplifying? You know what? Let's move on here. Mr. Historical Oracle. Oh, that's rhymes. So I was telling my wife wife about how you gave a shout out to my boys on the show a while back. The problem is that my daughters overheard my conversation and got hurt that they were left out. 
Being a father of five is both amazing and terrible, but can you help me out of the doghouse with my daughters and give them a shout-out? They will forgive me if you do it, and I promised them you would do it, so please don't let me down. Here's a shout-out to Riley and Ryan, all right? Riley and Ryan, there's your shout-out from your dad. He says, I love you, man. A police officer from the southern province of the People's Communist Republic of California. His name's Eric. Good for you, brother. Good for you having a big family. I'll tell you, full disclosure, I only have sons. I only make sons here. I'm, I think it was a gift from God that I didn't have daughters. I'm worried daughters would own me. And I, not even that I'm worried about it. I know daughters would own me. I have no problem with my boys hopping on their bike and wiping out on the sidewalk and skinning up their knee. And I have no problem going out and telling them, get up, suck it up, get back on a bike, let's go. That, that's, that's fine. I love my little buddies, but that's, that's how it is here. I've told them when they play sports, whether, whatever they're playing, you'll see other kids fall down and get hurt and they'll start crying. And I've told my sons, don't you dare. Don't you dare ever let me see you cry out there doing that. You suck it up, all right? I don't think I could do that with daughters. I'm worried that I would be that sap who goes running out of the stands and carrying her off the court. Oh, it's okay, sweetie. (laughs) And God forbid she was hot. What if she grew up and ended up being hot? Look, if I ever had a daughter, I would at least want her to be weapons-grade ugly because I know how horrible boys are. I know how terrible boys are. I don't think I could deal with it. I think I would have been a bad girl dad. All right. Texas, doing something right. Maybe the rest of America should follow suit. We'll talk about that in just a sec. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and look... I don't want to call myself a hero, all right? But, Chris, I don't want to call myself a hero. But look, how many how many heroes do we honor on Mondays, on Medal of Honor Monday? Like last night. Remember that guy? Remember that guy? Dove on a grenade with his arms so wounded they were bandaged to his body. What I'm doing tonight, doing a radio show with severe allergies, is basically the same thing, Chris. <laughs> Gosh, so cheesy and stupid. All right, let's get back to the task at hand, shall we? You know what? Actually, pause, because I just saw this. You remember Mike Fanone? You probably have heard the name in the very least. If you saw him, you would recognize him. Mike Fanone is one of the D.C. cops who testified before Congress about how evil and violent the insurrection was. And he said, he went in front of Congress, and it was almost bizarre, at least for people who didn't understand what they were seeing. I mean, this was just supposed to be a cop, right? Serve and protect. He gets in front of Congress, and he just starts using virtually all the Democrat talking points, making it seem like it was that we were all about to die, and they were armed. And it was just, it was a very odd, odd testimony. And... People who knew instantly saw the game. They instantly saw what was happening. Oh, okay. What we have here is a Democrat operative angling for a bigger, better deal. Didn't want to be a cop anymore. This guy wants to be something else. Book, deal, whatever the case may be. We finally got our answer today on what that thing is. This is according to Mr. Eric Flack. 
Mike Fanone tells me he has resigned from his job with the D.C. Police Department and will now be joining CNN as an on-air contributor. We have this saying all the time. I use it all the time because it's applicable now all the time. And the saying is this. The system takes care of its own. And remember, we should have separate cultural pillars that believe different things and do different things. That's how a healthy country is run. That's how our country used to be run, has been run for the longest time. And here's what I mean by that. Do you have certain things that hold up your culture? They're important. They're the reason your culture remains. You have, yes, government. That's that's part of that's part of every culture. You have a religion or several, but you have religions that hold up your culture. You have entertainment. That's actually been part of every culture from little tribes to major nations. You have sports, also an important part of a culture. You have an education system of some kind, part of you. You have separate pillars, and on these things, your culture rests. They should be separate pillars. The religion isn't saying the same things the uh, education department is because they're, they're different. They're doing different things. However, when you get to where we are now, and this is because of decades of communist infiltration into all of our various cultural pillars, when you get to where we are now, you don't have separate pillars anymore. All the pillars, instead of supporting the culture and holding up the nation, they just support each other. They all believe the same thing. They all are after the same thing, believe the same thing. That's what happens when you aren't vigilant about who you allow in certain places. We, as Americans, should have been a lot more rude when it comes to access to things. Like, who gets to educate our children? Who gets to preach from the pulpit? Who gets to put on an FBI uniform? Who gets to act in our movies? Who who gets to play in our sports leagues? And Americans get very uncomfortable with that. Understandably so, because we view ourselves as such a free nation. Now, you're free. You can believe what you want, do what you want. Freedom, baby. Free, free, free. But the thing is, communists have always known they could use that against us, and they have very, very effectively. Very effectively. I forget what I was reading. I believe it's that great book. If you want to know about Soviet infiltration and how they infiltrated the West, you should actually read the book Sword and Shield. Remind me, Chris, we need to make sure we get a reading list. People are always asking us for a reading list. There's a book out, Sword and Shield, from a KGB guy, and he explains how they infiltrated the West. And one of the things, I believe this is where I read this, one of the things he marveled at, they marveled at in the Soviet Union was, their spies over here? could just drive right up to our nuclear bases and just take pictures. And he said, it's your great weakness is your freedom. You're not stopping our spies from taking pictures of our nuclear bases. And we didn't. And so what happened is after decades and decades and decades of that, we now have what I call the system. Some people call it the cathedral. It all works. They're all only there to support each other, not the nation anymore. That's why you saw during Trump's presidency, that's why you saw every loser that he hired and then fired or quit, that's why they all ran right out and wrote an anti-Trump book. Now, no one cares about any of those people, and no one really cared about the book, except they knew, all I have to do is write a book, 
trash Donald Trump. I'll be on every single news program. I'll be elevated by the big tech websites to top of the line. I'll end up making a fortune if I just trash Donald Trump. That's what the system wanted. How, how gross is our system? Do you remember Operation Warp Speed? We talked a little bit about it last night. Now, you know I'm not personally a vaccine man, but you also know I don't care what you do. You do what you do. doesn't matter to me. Do you remember after Donald Trump throws the program in place, chucks all this money at the pharmaceutical companies, and they actually get well what they claim to be a coronavirus vaccine? Do you remember they withheld the announcement of official approval of the vaccine until after the election? That's called a system right there. Do you remember watching the State Department, the FBI, forget about celebrities, professors. Do you remember all of them lock shields for the four years of Trump's presidency to try to purge this, this what they viewed as a disease from the system? That's what we're up against. And that's why whenever you see a D.C. cop like Michael Fanone go in front and use Democrat talking points, always just assume, oh, well... Check's already in the mail. You don't have to know where he's going to land. It could have been CNN. It could have been some kind of professor job, tenured professor job at some communist university. But wherever he was going to land, it was always going to be a soft place to land. People will email all the time yelling about that loser in Illinois, Adam Kinzinger. Adam Kinzinger, the supposed Republican, but voted for Trump impeachment, been one of these hardcore Democrat Republican types. And he's still going off. He's part of the January 6th commission, going all in. And people ask, what's the game? I don't understand. He's not even running for re-election. Oh, gosh, you have to understand by now, right? He's going to walk into MSNBC or CNN, and he'll be the, quote, Republican analyst who somehow finds a way to trash Republicans when any issue comes along. That's how the system works. That's what we are up against. We have a mountain to climb. We do. We have a mountain to climb. Don't ever forget, Chris, play Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel's brother. Don't ever forget what the stakes of the game are. This isn't politics. These people are evil. Well, there are four things that we can do to really fight this vaccine. Number one, to fight this virus. Number one are vaccinations. We have to get more of them. I do think we're going to need more mandates. We've tried everything else. We've tried educating people. We've reduced the price to zero. We've tried incentives. Uh, We're going to need mandates. And that's just, you know, we're not going to get past the 61, 2 percent just by asking people. We've been stuck at that. Uh, level for several months now. Uh, then we have testing. We have to flood the zone with tests. Look, you know, that needs to they asked nicely. They, they tr- look, they gave you the information and they asked nicely. Now, look, they don't want to hit you. You're, ma- you're making them hit you. You're, you're, I don't, I don't want to hit you. That's what kind of people we're up against here. Do you have any idea how many of your current cultural leaders would happily send the army to your home tonight to cart you and your family off to a camp somewhere for not taking the vaccine. An uncomfortable percentage of your quote fellow Americans would haul you off without a second thought. Remember the stakes of the game. All right. All right. 
That's the bad news. Here's some good news. I have a fun article here, something we can feel good about, and I'm finally going to go to your phone calls, 877-377-4373. I want you to tell me two things, something you're grateful for and why, and I want you to tell me what you're eating for Christmas. 877-377-4373, all right? And look, if you want to call in on your Pure Talk phone, that would be just fine because they're on the exact same 5G network as one of the major ones. Oh, did I mention the average family saves over $800 a year when they switch to Pure Talk and that mobile money you pay every single month, it doesn't go to a company who hates your freaking guts. Switch to Pure Talk now. They have iPhone 12s for sale starting at just $479 through the end of the year. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off the first month, plus save on a new phone. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. And remember, when you call, you get to talk to an American. Because their customer service is based right here in America. It's more than nice and convenient. It's flat out pleasant dealing with Pure Talk. How about that? When's the last time you experienced that? Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly today. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show. All right, we're going to talk about good things. All right, first good thing that we're going to talk about is me. What, Chris? We're, we're going to talk about me. No, no, seriously. You remember the Hunter Biden laptop? Everyone remembers it at least vaguely. The real story of what was on there is really, really, really bad. And uh, Miranda Devine. I'm actually. Gonna, I think I'm going to try to get her on radio as soon as I get back from vacation. She actually wrote a book now on the laptop. The Biden family connections with Russia, they're, they're frankly worse than his connections with China. They're jaw-dropping. She's going to be on my TV show actually tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern. That will be worth watching. That will definitely be worth watching. Chris, um, before I get to the phones, remember 877-377-4373. I want to know something you're grateful for. And allow me to clarify. It does not have to be big. Uh, maybe you beat cancer this year. Maybe you're grateful for the glass of water in your hand. Let's all acknowledge we are blessed to have all the things we have in this country. Maybe you had a down year. Fine. Find something to be grateful for, all right? But before we get to that, Chris, would you do me a uh, favor and play Vice President Dome on China and coronavirus? I am the Frito Bandido. I like Fritos corn chips, I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips, I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. 
Munchy, oh, munchy, that was munchy, lovely, munchy, Chris. Munchy, that wasn't exactly the audio I was looking for, my friend, but I applaud you for throwing the curveball out there. I don't know about you. I will be pleasantly singing that tune to myself for days now on end, and I'm sure the audience appreciates it as well. The hate mail we get every time about that song being stuck in people's heads <laughs> makes me laugh something fierce. But if you wouldn't mind, Chris, uh, if you wouldn't mind actually playing Dome for me, it is no one's fault that, that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. Yeah, it is. It's China's fault. It is China's fault. Why do, why do we have such wussies leading this country? Right, you know, forget that. Here's some good news. House Democrats Lucille Royball Allard, a hyphenated last name, what a shock, and Albio Cyrez head for the exits, bringing the total to 23. What's that mean? Total of what? There are now 23 Democrats who are not going to be running for re-election next year. Do you have any idea how bad that is as far as a sign for Democrats goes? I told you we were going to be happy about something. We were going to be happy and put a smile on our face about something. This is wonderful. Yes, we got a long way to go. And you know we got a thousand little battles to fight. And But remember, we're going to take losses. We're going to lose little battles as we fight the communists now, as we really wade into it and get into the fight. We're, we're going to take losses. We're going to have bad years. We're going to have bad elections. We're going to lose some fights out there. No question. That's part of war. Let's feel good about the things we can feel good about, huh? Let's put a smile on our face right now. The midterms for Democrats are going to be an absolute bloodbath. And I mean bloodbath. It's going to be terrible. I mean... Awesome is what I mean. <laughs> All right. 877-377-4373. Large or small, I don't care what it is. Tell me something you're grateful for and why. And then tell me what you're going to eat for Christmas so I can rudely critique you in front of the United States of America. Johnny in Jersey. Go, boss. Well, I am in the Bronx there, Jesse, but I'm uh, staring at a slice of pizza that I am extremely grateful for. Once it cools about 30 more seconds, I'm going to jam it down my cake hole and be extremely grateful that I'm not hungry. And I won't be hungry on Christmas Day because I'm, I'm going to be eating some filet mignons with my lovely little daughter and mashed potatoes with gravy and loving it. Filet mignon, that sounds fine. A slice of pizza sounds just fine. That's a good thing right there. I will push back on you a little, Johnny, on the... Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy it's not 1915 we can all stop pretending mashed potatoes and gravy are good what chris mashed potatoes are the lowest form of potato out there i would rather have tater tots than i would have mashed potatoes and gravy you know what chris we're not going into this right now i'm not going into this right now mark in idaho what are you grateful for daniel kelly i am very grateful uh, sorry, man. It's fine. I see it. Take a second. I see what you're going to be thankful for. Go ahead. Take a second. Um, grateful. My son is <clears throat> grateful. My son is uh, visiting me for Christmas, and that uh, he and his Joes made a home safe from the. Uh, uh, I almost said something I shouldn't. The uh, blank show in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. He was on the second plane to hit the ground after the Taliban rolled in. Saw some bad things. Um, his uh, 
unit first sergeant was there with the 13 Marine. 13 Marines were blown up and just missed getting blown up with him. So I'm extremely grateful. Um, he's home safe. All his guys are safe, and that uh, I get to spend Christmas with him. Praise um, God. Praise God. Go enjoy an amazing Christmas dinner with that warrior son of yours. Tell him Semper Fi from everyone, including me in the United States of America, and thank him for his service. Dad, soak up every single second with that boy, as I know you will. And don't you ever get worried about choking up, being grateful about things like that on this show. I may hang up on small talkers. You take your freaking time when you're a father who had to watch the news and see that craziness and wonder if you're going to get the worst home meeting you've ever had in your life. And instead, now, by the way, I'm going to ruin it. For, he was going to eat King Crab with his boy home from Kabul. How about that? <laughs> see, there's a lot to be grateful for. Now, you're going to have to hang on on that because Brandon Darby, our cartel expert, is going to be joining us next. And I'm going to get back to your phones. I'm going to just hang tough. We're going to talk about things we're grateful for. We're going to talk about Christmas time. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And yes, we're going to keep ragging on the commies. I have some more audio of Joe Biden. I have Lori Lightfoot, Mayor of Chicago. We'll get to back to all that. But let's put a smile on our faces, huh? Let's talk about cartels, though, next with the great Brandon Darby. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm excited for this. Joining me now is my friend Brandon Darby. He is, of course, the architect behind the great Cartel Chronicles. Brandon, listen to what a wuss my producer Chris is. They removed our water machine today, and he won't drink tap water. Complains about the taste or something like that. Tell him it puts hair on his chest. It does put hair on your chest. I, I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Brandon Darby. Oh, by the way, border, we don't hear about it at all now. Inflation's all the rage. There are a million other issues, all the rage. For a while there, it was a flood coming across our border. What's happening now? Well, what's happening is they're trying not to cover it. The mainstream media is doing what they did during the Obama years, and they're trying to not cover it. They're not covering it with the same gusto that they covered it during the Trump administration. You know, people who are taken into custody are still taken into custody by the same Border Patrol agents. Uh, there's obviously a lot of issues with that as far as, uh, you know, people being let go into the U.S., which means it's a successful migration attempt. So more people are encouraged to come, and that's what we're seeing. But the mainstream media, the legacy media, are just not covering it with the same gusto. They're not covering, uh, or that I don't think is a shock to any of your listeners, um, but it's, it's unfair and it's very, very blatant, you know, uh, you know, most of the mainstream outlets who have, uh, you know, X number of journalists covering the border every day and X number of border stories, they don't have that anymore. They're not doing that, you know, they're doing, they're, they're helping out and providing air cover. All we hear about is Omicron. All we hear about is COVID. Um, we're not hearing anything about what's going on on our border, even though we have record numbers of people coming and being released into the United States. Brandon, I should get back to that in just a second. Again, we're speaking with Brandon Darby here of the great Breitbart.com, Cartel Chronicles. Brandon, 
What's the cartel status? I obviously I'm not an idiot. Neither is the audience. They know we all know they're there. We all know they're violent. Is this a time where they're relatively peaceful? Is there a gigantic war going on down there that we're going to see the effects of? What's the what's the cartel status right now? No, there's a gigantic war. There's a series of wars uh, going on in Mexico. What's happening though in Mexico is that the government of Mexico is not taking any major enforcement actions against. Mexican cartels at this point. So they're not taking any major action against Mexican cartels. They're really just given, being given carte blanche to do what they do. Uh, you know, you have Cartel Jalisco, right? CJNG, but a former, uh, you know, faction of the Sinaloa Federation, Sinaloa cartel, who are now their own cartel trying to take over. You have them wreaking absolute havoc across Mexico. You have, if we were to go south of McAllen, Texas, uh, into Reynosa, Mexico, and into Tamaulipas, then you see them wreaking absolute havoc. Um, and so they're kind of just given carte blanche to do what they want to do. And, and thus, here we are, right? Like a lot of them have decided to make money from migrant smuggling and from bringing people to the U.S. border. And that's what they're doing. Uh, our allowing it is fueling the very systems and people and groups that people are fleeing from in the first place in a lot of cases. And that's where we are. Uh, we're just, it, it's very frustrating as someone who, who has covered the border for so long. Um, it's very frustrating to, to see what's happening right now. Um, I, you know, I sympathize with those people, most of them. I understand uh, why they come. I get it. And, and I, I largely blame U.S. policymakers for, uh, in this administration for allowing this to happen and, and encouraging it. Um, even though it's not just Democrats' fault, so plenty of Republicans have done the same thing. I, I, I definitely find it to be very frustrating. I uh, find it to be very frustrating with drug cartels. Uh, you know, the Trump administration promised to go after them and declare war on them. The Trump administration did not do that. They instead picked MS-13 to go after, which is a wonderful thing to do. Um, and it kind of played upon people not knowing the difference between MS-13 and a street gang versus a drug cartel, right? Um, and so they went after MS-13 instead, which, again, was wonderful that they did that, but not wonderful that they did it instead, right? So even the Trump administration really didn't take significant action against Mexican drug-based cartels, Mexican-based cartels. Um, during the Trump administration, one of the senior leaders in Mexico, the former Secretary of Defense, who was behind much of the drug trade into the United States, the U.S. arrested him, and then the U.S. decided to let him go. Oh. The State Department wanted him let go, and that was during the Trump administration. So, so you know, if, if that's the case during the Trump administration, you can only imagine how bad it is during the Biden administration. And that's what we're dealing with now. So we're just trying to keep up, trying to continue to report what's occurring on the border. And those stories are largely, other than, you know, a bunch of right-wingers retweeting me, like, most of the mainstream outlets, they're not down there doing what they did during the Trump administration. Brandon, fentanyl, uh, this is something that is killing a lot of Americans. It's going to kill, I believe, the record this year, and that number continues to go up. I may be wrong about that, but I think I'm correct. Fentanyl is deadly poison. It is originating in China, if memory serves me, and then coming across our southern border. What's the cartel-Chinese relationship, or is there none? Well, yeah, there, there definitely is. Criminal groups in Mexico have relationships with, with criminal groups in China. 
the criminal groups in China are largely criminal groups that are allowed or okayed by their government. They have, they really do have a police state that's in, in total control. So at, in that situation, the criminal groups obviously have some, you know, I think, again, I don't have documentation to prove it, but I think it's reasonable to say that they have some, some, some degree of acceptance and support uh, or blind eyes turned from the Chinese Communist Party, right? And they're poisoning Americans. And so if you're a liberal or if you're, um, you know, a libertarian, right? Like a libertarian is a little, you know, so far along the spectrum that you're almost a liberal. Um, then you would look at that and you would go, well, that, if Americans would just stop doing drugs, then then this wouldn't be happening. Well, I tend to not blame that if I'm if I'm left with either blaming people with mental health issues and addiction issues, right? or blaming cold-hearted businessmen and government officials who are raking in tens of millions of dollars a, a, a month, I'm probably going to blame the business leaders and the politicians and not the, and the corrupt officials and not the person on the street uh, who has mental health issues who's struggling with addiction. I don't know why people tend to, you know, you have that tendency to blame the, the drug addict for the world's problems instead of the people exploiting it. But they do. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a relationship between individuals in China and Mexican cartels. That's how they're getting fentanyl here. Speaking with my friend Brandon Darby of Breitbart, who does the Great Cartel Chronicles, a wealth of information. Finally, Brandon, let me wrap this thing up with this. It is Christmas time. Tell me something big or small you are grateful for, and then tell me what you're having for Christmas or having for Christmas dinner. Well, I tell you, for Christmas dinner. Really not sure what I'm going to have. I'm, I'm probably going to be meat-based uh, with a little bit of carbs, but primarily meat. That's a, probably going to be beef, um, and that's what I'm going to eat because that's what I generally always eat. Um, and something I'm grateful for is I'm grateful that that uh, that we have media outlets and people in media like yourself and like Breitbart and others who are who are fighting back and talking back and not allowing people just to run rampant with a narrative when it suits them and then ignore it when it doesn't. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for continuing to keep your leaders apprised of what's going on on the border, even though it's not the hottest news right now, according to CNN and MSNBC. It is a big deal, and if it weren't for people like you and media who were, who were bringing a voice to people like me, uh, then we wouldn't even have the resources to continue this work. So thank you. I'm very grateful for that. Appreciate you, my brother, Brandon Darby. You have a Merry Christmas, you and yours. Merry Christmas. How about that? Now, we're going to get back, and we're going to find out what you're grateful for and what you're having for Christmas dinner. Don't ex- don't think there won't be some critique over what you're having for Christmas dinner. You know how we do. 877-377-4373. You know what I'm grateful for? Another thing, Chris? The fact that I get a good night's sleep every single daggone night, your pillow makes all the difference. And look, it's not exactly a secret. You don't need me to sell you a my pillow. Everyone knows about my pillow by this point in time. If you haven't ever heard my show before, you've heard from friends and or family members, oh wow, that's the best pillow I ever bought. And it is. And it was originally $69.98. Still a fair price, but okay, it's still not nothing. Right now, for a limited time, if you go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials, you can get the original MyPillow for $19.98. 
The King Pillow, if you want one of those, it's only 10 bucks more. But you got to go to MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE, $19.98. Or you can call, maybe you're on the road, 800-845-0544. We'll be right back to talk about what you're grateful for. Let us all be thankful. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And Chris, if you wouldn't mind, would you uh, play once again for us the commander in chief? We want to make sure we get respectful out here and play uh, Joe Biden whenever he speaks. Don't a coma, maybe die. Not only do you put the kid's life at stake, you strip away all the dignity of a parent looking at their child. I'm not joking about this. Imagine being a parent looking at a child. And you can't afford. You have no house to borrow against. You have no savings. It's wrong. Yes, I'm having difficulty controlling the volume of my voice. <laughs> Why? Why all the yelling? And you can tell. You can tell he just doesn't have the wherewithal anymore. So he thinks occasionally it just needs to shout. And we're, we're, we're all sitting around thinking, what? I don't understand. Why are you? Are, why are you mad? What's happening? <laughs> All right, back to the phones. 877-377-4373. Tell me something you're grateful for. Doesn't have to be big. Can be small, can be big. And be ready to tell me what you're having for Christmas dinner. Connie in Tennessee, go, ma'am. Hi. I'm grateful that my daughter and my three grandchildren are uh, safe and well. They lost their house and barn a week ago in a fire. Took everything, and but we got our chins up, and we have great neighbors, so it's all right. And we're gonna roast a pig for Christmas dinner. How about that? Uh, you have an alive daughter and a live grandchild. You have family, great neighbors, and a big fat pig to munch on at Christmas time. How's that sound? Life ain't too bad, is it? Life ain't too bad. Mark in Colorado. Go, boss. I am uh, grateful for people like you on the air. I really enjoy what you got to say. I'm just grateful for conservative talk and to keep us all in line here with thinking that we're going to overcome a lot of this evil. That's really the biggest thing. I'm thankful for my family. Mm -hmm. They're close by. I've got a business that I'm thankful for, and uh, it's been doing well. How about that? Mark in Colorado. How about that? We all have something, do we not? Vladimir in Jersey. Go, boss. Hey, I, as an immigrant, first generation from the communistic evil empire, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful (laughs) to be part of this society, to call myself an American, to be truly free. That's what I'm really grateful for. About that. I understand that. What are you having for Christmas dinner? As a Jewish descent, I'm going to have a Chinese food for Christmas. <laughs> In case you couldn't understand him, he said, as a Jew, I'm going to have Chinese food for Christmas. You know, I support that. I totally support it. Chinese food's a weird thing for me. And this is what I mean. I like it. About once every six months. Don't shake your head and tell me what I like and don't like, Chris. Look, here's the problem with it. 
I like the noodles. I get I dig on the noodles. I'm always down to Kamala some egg rolls. I like uh I like egg drop soup. I, I do like it. I like the beef. I, I like it. It's really missing a cheese element. And if you don't shake your head, fellas, if you could melt cheese all over it, maybe I'd like it more. Maybe I just, maybe I'm onto something. What if we took all the standard Chinese fare and just started melting cheese all over it? We'll call it Chexican or something like that. You know what? I probably need to rethink that. That 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 didn't come out right at all. Bjorn in Colorado, what are you grateful for? Well, first of all, I'm grateful for all of our military, police, the veterans of all those. I'm grateful for salvation, and I'm grateful for people that tell the truth on the radio, such as you. Appreciate you, brother. What do you have for Christmas? Ham. I, I'm okay with ham. All right, I'm okay with ham. Clearly, Chris isn't. <laughs> Sorry, that was, a, that was a cheap joke. But clearly, Chris isn't. But I like ham. I've had ham done right a lot. I've had them done right a lot. But I've had ham that just didn't measure up before. What, Chris? And sometimes it gets dried out. Sometimes the ham gets dried out, which is weird. You see this, Bill O'Reilly? He said Trump's going to run again in 2024. I'll tell you something. Trump has obviously been putting himself out there consistently, especially recently. He's doing this nationwide tour with Bill O'Reilly. He's uh, doing rallies. He's doing a lot more media now. He looks like a man who's running. But Chris, make sure you write this down. He looks like a man who's running. All signs point to the fact he is running. I don't think he's going to run. Yeah, I really don't think he's going to run. And here's here's what I mean. Dude, you're a billionaire. You were already the president of the United States of America. You're married to a dime who loves you. You've been savaged by the D.C. media. You now can spend every single day golfing, Secret Service protection, Florida, Mar-a-Lago, fly around the world if you want, why Why do it again? Why do it again? The reason I think he's aiming everybody towards the fact that he's running or acting like he's running is this. The second he announces he's not running, he loses a whole bunch of political capital. Trump's gigantic, gigantic ace in the hole right now is this. If he runs, he's probably the nominee. That's just the bottom line. I, I mean, I wouldn't say undoubtedly. You never know. Life happens fast. But if he runs, he's probably the nominee. Other candidates, I brought this up before. I know a bunch of other candidates. I know a bunch of them personally. Other candidates, it's it's the worst kept secret in town. I've already said, oh, I'm going to run for president uh, unless Trump runs. When you have the power to clear the field, you don't just hand back that power a second before you have to. But look, I could be wrong, but I think we all know the Oracle is never wrong, Chris. <laughs> all right. All right. We do have a couple other things we have to get to, and I'm going to get to more of your phone calls about what you're grateful for. 877-377-4373. What you're grateful for, what you're having for dinner, for Christmas. Hang on.
Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, if you missed any part of it, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in now because it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday this week. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I know, Chris, I made Chris look at the clock when I said it's the final hour. Chris, here's what the deal is. You get to come into work every single day and just observe greatness. What? And then when you sit and observe greatness, like this time just flies. It's basically what you're watching every day, Chris, is the painting of the Mona Lisa. All right. Day after day, day after day after day, that's what you're watching. All right. So that's why, I mean, that's why you're, that's why time flies for you. I'm, I'm more than anything else. I don't know why you're rolling your eyes. I'm happy for you that you get to experience working with me. What a what an honor. What an honor for you. Play the education secretary. I love this. Remember, them kicking kids out of schools cost them a deeply blue state like Virginia, and still the communists just simply cannot back off. One of the lessons of this pandemic that the U.S. went too far in, in terms of remote learning in the midst of the pandemic, particularly what we learned about how few students suffered serious illness from COVID. Is that something that in retrospect do you think was overdone? Absolutely not. And I'm not only speaking as an educator, but as a parent. Not only uh, did we want to make sure we protected our, our children and our staff, but I think it's really important to remind folks that children can carry it and they could spread it to their grandparents. They could spread it to family members back at a time when we didn't have vaccines. Yeah. They can, they, the communist is great. His, again, his greatest strength is that he's all in all the time. It's his religion. It's also his greatest weakness. He can't make himself back off. He can't make himself turn it off. I mean, look, the president himself, the president himself is out there still saying things that are really, really, really unpopular. Vaccinated people. And again, to folks who are not vaccinated, you might think you're putting only yourself at risk. But it's your choice. Your choice is not just a choice about yeah, you. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. It's so boring. He's so tired. Can we get, I, I mean, how is he so tired? He does one event a day, maybe. Uh, seriously, can we get Papa Joe a nap or something like that? Maybe he needs a couple kids to sniff to bring the energy back or something. Was that was that too far? You're right. That was too far, Chris. Uh, we can make jokes. It's fine. Back to the phones, 877-377-4373. What are you grateful for, Paul, in New Hampshire? Uh, Jesse, I'm grateful I did not get the vaccine. I got a page of uh, what the contents of this uh, jab actually are, and uh, it doesn't look good. Can you say the word transhumanism? I'm grateful that phone call ended. That's what I'm grateful for. Rob in Washington, go. Well, that's hard to follow. <laughs> hey, I'm grateful for the fact that, uh, you know, I don't have to worry that uh, what I'm going to eat this Christmas because we're in the best country in the world. And uh, if I was to have a choice of what I'm going to eat, it would probably be a blend of elk and whitetail with some, uh, you know, however you want to blend that together. I support you all the way. Have an elk whitetail burrito. Huh? Have an elk whitetail burrito. Elk is underrated. I will tell you, I've actually never been a deer fan. I shot a lot of deer, and it was always great for meat in the freezer. I've never been a venison guy, but elk, elk is legit. 
Elk is legitimately really good. All, Chris asked what the difference is. In my experience, deer's a lot gamier. Elk is not that dissimilar to beef. We used to, whenever we go kill an elk, lots of times we get cow tags. A cow is a female elk. It's called a cow. The male is called the bull. We get cow tags, and you go plink an elk. People do not realize how big they are. You've got a freezer stocked full of food. And if you live in a place where they, they you hunt, where there's a lot of hunters, you have these meat processing areas. And you just simply, you got to gut out your elk. See, this? look how gory this is getting. you got to gut him out. But then you can bring him down to the meat processing place and basically just chuck him out of the back of your pickup. And you tell him, all right, I want this much ground beef. So you'd have, you'd have well, not ground beef, uh, ground meat. You'd have hamburger forever, even though I guess, again, it's not hamburger. But you could have, they make all these different summer sausages for you and stuff like that. Gosh, now I'm getting hungry. January 6th committee member Adam Kinzinger says they're, quote, looking into any Trump criminal action. Remember what we said earlier. Remember what we said. The system takes care of its own. Adam Kinzinger isn't even likely running for re-election. Why? Why still go all in? Adam Kinzinger has a sweetheart deal waiting for him the second he walks out of Congress. Everyone knows it. Everyone. And back to actually what that guy said about grateful to have something to eat. Never forget this. I've told this story before. A friend of mine, his grandma immigrated here from the Soviet Union, back when the Soviet Union was full-blown communist. And the whole family, whole extended family goes and gets her when she finally gets here. They throw in the car. They're excited to have grandma there. And they're going home, but they decide they're going to stop at the grocery store first. Hey, let's get some food. Let's let's make some stuff. And they walk into the grocery store with Grandma, this whole extended family. And they all walk in. And they get just a little ways into the grocery store. And they look around, and Grandma's not there anymore. And they're looking around. They're wondering what happened. And they look back, and she's standing in the doorway, right in front of the doorway of the grocery store. And she's sobbing, just sobbing. And so they all book it back there. Grandma, what's wrong? What's going on? You know why she was sobbing? She'd never seen a grocery store full of food before. That's all you've ever known. That's all I've ever known is a grocery store full of food. Never forget, as bad as it can be around here every now and then politically, as bad as the direction is that we're heading right now as a country, you have so much to be grateful for. I have so much to be grateful for. You heard that lady call in earlier. Kid, grandkid, just lost their home, lost their bar. She called in. She's grateful they're alive. Grateful they have neighbors. Grateful they have a big fat pig to roast at Christmas time. That's freaking awesome. 877-377-4373. What are you grateful for? And what are you having for Christmas dinner? Hi, Jesse. Just finished listening to the show where you interviewed the creator of the Tuttle Twins books, and it got me thinking. This commie framework has infested so much content and just feels everywhere, and those who choose not to run for office need, really need to start creating content. The other day, I opened up a trauma recovery book for women, and the first chapter started talking about George Floyd and other BLM, uh, BLM BS. It was disgusting. There is so little good content out there, and it's tiring. So to all the listeners who are not crazy enough to run for office, maybe they should start creating content. Doesn't matter what, as long as it's not commie-infested filth. I chose to read this because she's 100% right. You remember, I had the Tuttle Twins guy on. That was last, last, last night? Last night. Connor Boyack, I had him on. He writes those great Tuttle Twins books. Remember, TuttleTwinsJesse.com. 
the books that are designed to teach kids about freedom and free markets. And one of my first questions for him was, hey, I'm glad you did it, honestly, but why in the world was there such a vacuum? You can't find kids' books. Remember he talked about it. He went online. You can't find kids' books to teach kids about freedom. You can find kids' books that teach them all kinds of commie filth these days. Oh, yeah, you want to do the trans stuff? Oh, Black Lives Matter. Okay, do you have do you have any books about free markets? The proper role of government? Oh, no, sorry, we're all out. That stuff matters, and the communist has been way better than we have been at realizing it matters. For years and years and years. It is, it, it's been common on the right to hear people on the right, and maybe you've said something like this. Maybe I have, but it's been very common to hear from people on the right things like this. Oh, nobody cares what LeBron James says. Have you seen how many followers LeBron James has on Instagram? A lot of people care what LeBron James says. You can wish they didn't. I wish they didn't. But that stuff matters. Getting involved in the parts of the culture we have traditionally avoided is critical. Critical. Dear Oracle, the pretty pink flower, I need to know if I should disown my daughter. Last night, my six-year-old had the Jesse Kelly world-famous cheeseburger. Being six, she puts ketchup on everything. I tried to explain that this burger doesn't need ketchup, but me being wrapped around her little finger, I caved to her puppy dog eyes. But tonight was spaghetti night, and she somewhat redeemed herself. Leftover burger buns are now garlic bread. That's what I'm talking about, my fellow white trash brother. Little girl slopped spaghetti on the buns and made a garlic bread spaghetti sandwich. Never prouder as a dad. But is it enough to forget about last night's blunder? Girls own us. Little girls own us, buddy. They, they just they look at you with those sad eyes, and they own us. You know what's funny? I've made my boys garlic bread out of hamburger buns forever. That's just how I always made them. That's how my mom made them for me. That's how that's what we did for garlic bread. <laughs> the wife was going over Christmas and what we were going to eat at Christmas. And I said, and we'll get some hamburger buns for garlic bread. And she's just looked at me and you could tell it was a mixture of just, just befuddlement and just disappointment. All right. Just, just, she didn't get it. She didn't, she didn't understand it at all. Look, it's the best out there. Best out there. All right. We're going to get back to your calls. 877-377-4373. What are you grateful for? What are you having for Christmas dinner? But first, I'm grateful my cell phone money every month, the money I send to a wireless carrier. I'm grateful it's no longer going to a company that hates me and my values. And I'm not judging you at all if you haven't switched. There's no judgment here because I've had Verizon. I've had AT&T. I've had T-Mobile. In fact, T-Mobile is the one I just switched from. I have Pure Talk now. Yeah, the average family saves over $800 a year. I'm glad about the money savings. I'm glad I didn't sacrifice coverage at all because they're on the same network as one of those big guys. But I'm grateful that yet another communist, corrupt, disgusting company is not getting my money anymore. Now my money goes to a company of patriots, CEOs of Vietnam veterans. Customer service based in America. Switch. Trust me, you won't regret it. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month, plus save on a new phone. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. 
the Jesse Kelly show. I almost just let it play. I almost let it just I almost just let it play, baby. Remember that we did that a long time ago, Chris? We can't do stuff like that anymore. We can't do stuff like that anymore. <laughs> oh gosh. That was so fun. Don't forget, Miranda Devine wrote a book on Hunter Biden's laptop. It is the things she's gonna tell me tonight on my TV show on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time. They're there's something you want to watch. There's something you want to watch. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, would you play Jen Psaki saying something very confusing to me? Because we recognize that a lot of people are sitting at home, many of whom are vaccinated and are scared. Why? I continue to ask and I can't ever get an answer. Why are the vaccinated scared of coronavirus? I, I don't understand. Why are they scared of unvaccinated people? Why are they scared about transmission? Why Why are you scared? I mean, did the definition of vaccine change? I don't know. Steven in Jersey, go. Hey, man, how you doing? So I'm grateful that I beat coronavirus, and I'm grateful I didn't listen to my doctors. I'm grateful that I got a second opinion, because otherwise I'd be in the hospital and probably dead. So I want to know why they, they're trying not to give us medic like uh you know, regular medicine. I just all I did was take the the Z pack and it went away, just like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful I didn't listen to them. I'm grateful I got a second opinion. I'm grateful you are still alive, my. I'm grateful you're still alive too, my brother. And I'm grateful you got a second opinion. And to answer your question, well, I don't actually need to answer your question. Why wouldn't they push? Other treatments? Why is everything vaccine, 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 vaccine? Nothing else works. Only the vaccine. Go look at Pfizer's stock numbers, and then you'll figure out exactly why they're only pushing the vaccine. I mean, you realize even Europe, even the half the commies in Europe, even Europe acknowledges natural immunity. That's just basic. I mean, that's basic medicine. It's been basic medicine forever. Only America said, nope, only the vaccine. Madness. Absolute madness. I'll never get it. Paul in Colorado, what are you grateful for? What are you having for dinner? Hey, brother. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm grateful that I was raised not to be a liberal. Amen. What are you having for Christmas? Prime rib for dinner. Ooh, prime rib. Oh, that reminds me. There's this place here in Houston, and they're famous for their prime rib, nationally famous for their prime rib. It's called Lorenzo's. I actually know the o- owner of it. Uh, Dominique Lorenzo's his name. He's a really good dude. And you walk in this place, and they're slicing the prime rib right there. I mean, you could look at the whole team. You could look at the prime rib, and they're slicing it. I've never been a French dip guy, mainly because it's French, but I've never been a French dip guy. They have a French dip in there, and they melt smoked provolone on top of it, and then you dip the 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 don't don't sneer. What are you? What is your problem with smoked provolone, Chris? I understand it's provolone. You know what? You're not. You people aren't even allowed to eat meat and cheese. You don't even have a say so in that. That's not even kosher. What are you doing trying it? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Just know that it's a great sandwich. All right, great sandwich. UK government refuses to rule out Christmas lockdown. Here's something else you should be grateful for if you are an American who lives in a red state right now. And I realize many, many, many people listening right now do not. So you're sneering and probably banging your head off the steering wheel. But you realize red state America is one of the last bastions of freedom on the planet? You know how crazy that is? 
I we have a bunch of listeners uh, actually internationally, which is really weird. Poland, the ultimate anti-communist country. I know. I know you're gonna find this shocking. Poland loves the show. We got a bunch of listeners in the UK, a bunch of Canadians. I mean, what else do Canadians have to do but listen to the show anyway? But. We have a bunch of international listeners, and in all seriousness, they write and they say things that, hey, man, I'm so jealous. Don't take it for granted. I can't escape here. I can't escape here. There's no escape. There's no escape for people around the world who are stuck under all this tyranny. In America, I realize it's not always easy. I realize sometimes it's impossible. Maybe you're stuck and can't leave. Maybe you don't want to leave. But in America, you can throw everything in your car and drive to a red state and be free. That's awesome. That is awesome. Pick your chin up about that. That is friggin' awesome. Get to a couple emails. Dear Jesse, although I was born in the United States, I started school not speaking a word of English. At the age of 19, my Chinese-speaking mom married my dad and immigrated from China to the U.S. Given this upbringing, I believe my early school years of non-English speaking made it hard, if not impossible, for me to appreciate, especially social studies and history. I was clueless and disinterested in all of it. But... Listening to your podcast and the history in the Medal of Honor Monday segments have turned my whole world around. Oh, well, I want to learn more about history, and I now enjoy it immensely. I feel like I feel more like I truly belong to this nation, that I am a true birthright citizen of this country. Thank you for being a ray of light and helping me appreciate the beauty of being an American and being an even prouder American. You really are the best and most handsome. Said it's okay to say her name. Her name's Diana. Listen, Diana. Oh, listen to everybody. You may not think you like history. Maybe maybe you hate it. But let me tell you something. You only think that because only crappy people have told you about history. Or people who don't know how to tell it. So many people suck at it because they don't realize. I mean, when we start getting back into our history stories, or if you listen to some of the old ones, you want to know what will hit you time and time again? It always hits me when I'm researching them and I get ready to sit down and do one. How have they not made a movie about this? How is this not a movie? That, that Hollywood complains that they're running out of ideas. There are so many incredible stories out there. The problem is, when you get history today, here's what you get. You either get some completely biased, America sucks, white people suck kind of history, or you get somebody who just reads it like this, and on October 16th, General Johnson got with his vice president, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Tell the story. Tell the story. History is wonderful. You start digging into various parts of it, you're going to love it. And look, everyone likes different parts. Maybe you're into medieval stuff. Maybe you're into World War II. Whatever the case may be, learn about history because it's the study of human nature. We'll get back to some more calls. What are you grateful for? What are you having for Christmas dinner? 877-377-4373. Plus, uh, more problems at the FBI. Yikes. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I love I love Christmas time. I'll tell you what, I also love whatever that fudge cookie thing is that Michael just brought in. Golly, that is that was outstanding. I'm I'm a big fan. Big, big fan. Dear guy, let's face it, you're our last viable option to run this country and save us from the communist utopia of kulaks and re-education camps. This isn't me asking you for run to run for POTUS. I'm telling you. That being said, what is your campaign slogan going to be? Look, 
this country is not going to elect anybody that it needs, in my personal opinion. I, I, I do worry about that part of it. You know what? That's a little too dark. That's a little too dark. Joaquin in Pennsylvania, what are you grateful for? Jesse Kelly, I'm so grateful for my wife of 40 years, Diane. How about She's that? She's been very good to me, despite me being, you know, mm-hmm. being a, a flawed man. Mm-hmm. And we have four children and nine grandchildren. And we also are very close with our brothers and sisters. I have seven and she has five. Um, so we've been blessed with family. But I, I'm particularly grateful for Diane. I mean, you know, she's been really good to me. How about that? A wife that has been good to you for four decades, you should be grateful for that. That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Good for you. David in Colorado, go. Jesse Kelly, um, hope you're doing well. But uh, what I'm thankful for is my eight-month-old son, my three-year-old daughter, my wife of eight years, um, and the roof over my head. What I'm doing for dinner uh, for Christmas is uh, I'm going to smoke a prime rib, have some Hasselback potatoes, green bean casserole, mm-hmm. and my wife makes with bloody brownies, and it's an Oreo cookie with a chocolate chip cookie covered with brownies, and then she takes, bakes it, and it's all emerged. An Oreo cookie and a chocolate chip cookie covered with brownies and baked sweet mother of God. That sounds amazing. David, email the show and give us the recipe. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jacob in Washington, go. Hey, Mr. Kelly, it was great talking and listening to you. I had my 14-year-old son, and I am grateful that he was laughing about how full of yourself you are and just you blast and you roast everybody, but you do it with facts. And he was laughing. I am laughing. We love your show. And I'm just grateful that I had that little moment, and I'm talking with you right now. Much appreciated, my brother. How about that? How about that? Give your best to my boy. Anti-Trump Facebook rant posted by FBI agent on the Whitmer kidnapping case. Uh, Quote, if you still support our piece of beep president, you can beep off. I'm doing that beep beep sounds. I know you probably think that sound effects were mixing in. I'm actually just doing that with my voice. I do my own sound effects for the show. Um, Look, we have a huge problem at the FBI. A huge problem at the FBI. I, gosh, I cannot remember his name. He's a good friend of mine. I actually interviewed him for TV on my TV show. I've got to dig up his name. O'Donnell, I think maybe it was. Maybe it was Robert O'Donnell, Richard O'Donnell. I forget what it was. He's a friend, too, and I just forget his name now at this point in time. And he told me he was former FBI. He's a former Navy SEAL, former FBI. And he told me when he took the FBI, he was getting ready to take the entrance exam into the FBI. And he was worried about passing it. And, you know, it was his dream. He wanted to be in the FBI. And so he started asking some guys who had taken it and passed it. And he said, you know what the advice was that got me through it? I said, what? He said, you have to answer every question as if you're a liberal. It is a huge deal, a gigantic deal, if the federal law enforcement arm of the United States of America is now something that is completely gone If it's just become a tool for Democrats to hurt Republicans, it's a massive deal. A massive deal. Because, look, as they continue to get more and more aggressive with things, when they get more aggressive with things, it's 
They're going to need muscle, okay? An administration has always needed muscle. They're going to need muscle to enforce things. They are. When you hear them talk about we need to do more, we have to, we have to be more aggressive, we need more mandates, we need more this, when you see the way they have <clears throat> lost evidence in several cases involving Dem- Democrats, they don't seem to be losing evidence in cases involving Republicans. We still have the FBI out there blasting the faces of the January 6th people all over the place as if they're still hunting for John Dillinger. It's not good. Not good at all. Criminal illegal aliens, including sex offenders, gangs, and smugglers, swarm the border. What's so wild about about this country now, and honestly, it's one of the things that actually makes it unique. Communists have always worked against their own nation because communists don't really have loyalty to a god or a nation or anything like that. Communists are only loyal loyal to communism. So they've always worked against their own nation. They've always burnt down their own nation. But I can't find another time in the history of the world where communists allowed their own borders to be overwhelmed on purpose. That's something crazy. It's insane. And realize that shouldn't be controlling the border. That shouldn't be a left or right issue. That's just basic. That's a basic part of being a country. You have to have a secure border. We have these terrorist warnings all the time. It's a big deal. A really, really, really big deal. I really like how you classify the communist filth as anti-humans. If uh, uh, whatever goes on, it got a little confusing there. Well, they are anti-human because there's no, there's no moral grounding at all. When you, when you dig into the things communists have done and wh- how could they stack up bodies so much one thing you find out is they never cared. They never cared. Remember, when, when Mao took over China, he immediately started making everybody go to these gigantic communal farms. So no matter what you were doing, just, nope, you're done with that. Go out to this communal farm. What you're going to do is you're going to produce a bunch of grain for me, and then I'm going to sell a lot of that grain overseas so I can import new things and advance the country technologically. Well, you can't just throw everyone on a communal farm and then not feed them very well. They used to kill them if they saw them sneaking grain. It was that kind. Of, it was that big of a deal, and almost immediately, as you can imagine, the physically weaker people started dying fast. Old people, kids, pregnant women started dying in droves, and then famine really stepped in, really set in, and now they're dying by the millions. And imagine this. I mean. I mean Imagine how that would feel, even if you're a total cold-hearted jerk like me. How would it feel if you were to put in a policy and then millions of your own countrymen would just die? I mean, would you would you just die yourself from the shame of that, from the guilt of that? Mao didn't miss a beat. Didn't didn't affect him even slightly. Didn't bother him at all. They can't make themselves back away. They simply can't. They can't back off no matter what they do. They, it's, it is anti-human. It, it truly is anti-human. Rich in Connecticut. Go, boss. I guess we're not going to be talking to Rich, which, which sucks because he was having kielbasa sausage for Christmas, and I was going to applaud him for that. Speaking of that, Chris, would you do me a favor and play the vice president for me, please? no one's fault that that this virus hit our shores or hit the world. 
Kamala Harris saying it's nobody's fault. No one's fault at all. This steams me to no end because China's going to end up getting away with this whole thing. Think about what China did. Think about how China kneecapped all their greatest enemies. Everyone in the West adopted China's policies and killed their own economy, and they're going to scam out of the whole thing. Gosh, that steams me. All right, enough ugliness. Let's talk about something wonderful, a comfortable pillow. Talk about something you're grateful for. I'm grateful that I have a pillow, and every single family member of mine has a pillow from my pillow. Chris has one. Michael has one. We all have my pillows because they're the best stinking thing in the world. Mike Lindell worked on it forever, and he came up with a gem, and right now there's a steal of a deal for a limited time only. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, you can get a my pillow for $19.98. It was originally $69.98. And let's also keep in mind when you support my pillow, you support one of the few companies out there left that doesn't hate this country, that doesn't hate your values. In fact, they have purposely hurt their own bottom line on behalf of you and on behalf of me. I will always be grateful to Mike Lindell on my pillow for that. Go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code JESSE, get the greatest pillow on earth for $19.98. Enjoy. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And before I get to headlines, let me grab a couple more quick emails here. And don't forget, email your Ask Dr. Jesse questions as well as your love, your hate, and your death threats to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Thursday this week. Thursday is Ask Dr. Jesse because I won't be here on Friday. It's Christmas Eve, man. The birth of Jesus, Chris. Dear Genghis Kelly. Okay, last week I was out in the field working when all of a sudden, for no reason at all, Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I am the Frito Bandito. For another four hours, the same tune tune over and over. Why? You need to stop this madness. It is interrupting my work schedule. When you finally get done with your vacation and decide to bring back history, how about a story about Louis Zamperini? Louis Zamperini, by the way, is it's a great story. There's a book out there, and I think they made a movie that was supposed to suck. I never saw it. But the book is called Unbroken. Unbroken. The story of Louis Zamperini is an incredible story. He was this Olympic runner. He gets uh, joins up during World War II, gets shot down. We're talking he's fighting off sharks and then gets taken prisoner by the Japanese. It is an incredible story. But, Chris, would you please give this man what he really needs in his life? Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. Hey, I like Frito's corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Frito's corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Frito's corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, 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 munch. Frito. How about that? All right, without further ado... And now, here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. 
Barrister who sued college after colleague asked him to stop farting loses the case. You know, you should be kind enough to walk away if you're having some lower intestinal problems. But, I mean, sometimes you don't have time to walk away. What, Chris? Sometimes? Sometimes he's not asking to come out. He's demanding. Taliban welcomes China to mine in Afghanistan, according to the Chinese state media. Now you understand why the Chinese moved in so quickly the second we pulled out. There are valuable, valuable resources in Afghanistan. The Taliban, because they're, well, horrible, have no idea how to run an economy. All they know how to do is abuse women and kids. So they needed help. China came in right away and said, hey, we got the cash. You got the stuff. Why don't we work something out? In the end, not ideal. Here are the seven investigations the GOP is planning for the Biden administration if they take back the House. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot asked the city, asked the federal government for help fighting the city's crime. I don't understand. I don't understand why there would be so much crime. They have all these strict gun laws. And the, the best part of this is this. She uh, asked Merrick Garland to send in agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms for six months. Well, if you're trying to fight crime, why would you bring in more criminals? CDC, Omicron coronavirus variant now behind 73% of new cases. Good. It is described universally as a mild cold. If that is now the dominant strain of coronavirus in this country, good. I hope if you have to get coronavirus, I hope you get Omicron. Get over your mild cold. Enjoy your natural immunity. Woke pastor holds drag queen story hour for kids. Quote, queerness is sacred. Uh, I'm certainly not one to pass any judgment on anyone else. There's not many mistakes you can make or bad things you could do that I haven't done. But yikes, why not want to be that guy on judgment day? Group sues Colorado Secretary of State for illegally withholding voter data. Don't you find it funny that immediately in the wake of the election, Democrats, one, tried to make mail-in voting universal for everybody. They're just nationally mail-in voting universal, and they combined that with something else. They really seem to be awfully protective of the voter rolls of who votes, Who's still on there? Why? Huh, that's just, it's a mystery. Why, on the, why in the world would you be so protective of the voter rules? Huh. Oh, well, I'm sure it's innocent. Like, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's nothing nefarious going on. Abbott debuts Texas border wall construction in Rio Grande City. Good for Governor Greg Abbott. I've been very hard on him. I remain very hard on him for all the coronavirus tyranny he put down on this great state when coronavirus broke out. But this is a good thing. Good for Greg Abbott. How Omicron is changing the COVID-19 rules. Here's what you need to know. It's not changing any rules. Omicron, again, is more mild. Take the stupid mask off your kid's face. Take the mask off your face. Go see your parents and grandparents at Christmas time. Enjoy time with each other. Ignore the fear pushers that have crippled this nation for two plus years. All right. Experts weigh in on how to be COVID responsible through the holidays. Get a vaccine slash booster shot. Take a home test. 
Make your gatherings smaller. Wear a mask in public places. So basically, the experts are now giving us this advice that's the same advice they've been giving for two years and hasn't worked. Again, I'll ask if vaccines and booster shots and home tests and masks and smaller groups, if those things are effective, then why aren't people dying in droves in Florida? Why? I've been there. I've, I've, I've lived it up there. Took a little mini vacation there last year. Nothing fancy, but it's the little beach hotel. Packed bars, packed restaurants, no masks. You've seen it out now. And that was before the vaccine. Why aren't they dying? Why aren't there mass graves in Florida? Why aren't they having to load up all those corpses onto big ships and go drop them in the ocean? I mean, if everything you've been told about the prevention of coronavirus is correct, what is going on in Florida? Is there something in the water? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there is. Who knows? All right. Email your questions in or anything else you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I just want to point out I was a warrior tonight, powering through the show while having allergies. So, I mean, I'm, I'm so impressed with me that I think I'm going to go. That's all. <laughs>